Hey, this is Kerwin Santiago, pastor of Social Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today, and I pray that this message blesses you and helps you grow in your faith to become more like Jesus. This morning, I, I want to go to the Word of God this morning, and I want to bring a word to you. If you can, go with me to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8, and this is a story in this gospel that has been ministering to me for quite a while now. I've been studying it and reading it and going over it and meditating on it and just thinking about it. I don't know if you've ever done that with scripture. If you haven't, that's the way you should study scripture. Amen? That you should take a passage of scripture and just read it and go over it and meditate on it. And just chew on it and continue to think about it continually. Um, and so I've been doing that for a while. And I want you to go Matthew 8 verse 23 to 27. It's a very well known story. It's the story of when Jesus comes the storm. And I'm reading from the New International Version. And it says, then he got into the boat, speaking of Jesus, and his disciples followed him. And suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. And the disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. And he replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. And it would have been great if it would have finished there. That would have been great. That would have been just enough for me. But then Matthew goes on to give us a little detail about how the disciples respond. And he says in verse 27, the men, speaking of the disciples, were amazed, and they asked, what kind of man is this, that even the winds and the waves obey him? And if I can, just for a few minutes, I want to talk to you about the testing of your faith. I don't know if you are aware of this, but we are tested in our faith as believers. What is faith? Faith, according to Hebrews, I like this definition, Hebrews 11.1, 1, it tells us that faith is the confidence that we hope that what we hope for will actually happen. And that's a different translation than the one we're used to hearing. But I want you to get this. What is faith? Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. I'm going to repeat that again because I want you to get that. What is faith? Faith is the hope that what we actually expect to happen will happen. And so that faith that we have throughout our lives is going to be tested. That confidence that we have in Jesus is going to be tested. 
And you might be here and you might say, Pastor, where I don't have faith. Or I don't know how much faith I have. Well, at least I can assure you of something. That if you are a believer, you have a measure of faith. Because it took faith for you to become a believer in the first place. That's why Paul says in Romans chapter 12 verse 3. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought to, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith that God has distributed to each one of you. With accordance, another version says, with accordance to the faith, the measure of faith that God has given you. In other words, it takes faith to believe in Jesus. And our faith will be tested throughout our lives. Now, how will that faith be tested? James tells us in chapter 1, verse 2 to 4, he says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let perseverance Finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So what he's saying is that the way we are tested in our faith so that we can walk in maturity in Christ is through trials and tribulations. The trials and the tribulations of life are the things that will come to us that will test where our faith is at. And we all start with a measure of faith. We all come to Christ because of faith. But not all of us operate and have the same level of confidence and trust in Jesus Christ. That trust, no matter where it's at right now in our lives, can gradually increase and grow. And by what James tells us, it can grow by the testing of it. Because faith or trust or confidence in a person or in a thing is something that has to be developed. It takes time to develop faith. It takes time to develop trust. Faith is like a muscle. I should be getting some amens. I don't know. Faith is like a muscle. Everybody has muscles. It's just that on some people you can't see the muscles. And some people you can't see them because they're skinny. Some people, you can't see them because, you know, they, they're heavy. But the truth is that we all have muscles. And the way those muscles are developed is by working those muscles out. When you put pressure on those muscles, or let me rephrase that, when you put resistance on those muscles, it's called weights, and you start lifting weights, resistance, on those muscles or with those muscles, those muscles that are there hidden inside of you will begin to develop. It's not that they weren't there in the first place. They've always been there. It's just that they've never been tested. 
Now the question is, at what level is your faith? And we all are at some level. But listen, what I want you to know today is that wherever you are at, that's not where God wants you to stay at. God wants you to continue to grow, to increase, to build and to develop the muscles of your faith and your belief in him so that you can grow and become like Jesus Christ who can go through all things but never stumble or fall because of lack of faith. Turn to somebody and tell them, your faith is being tested. And I know we don't like that. Because nobody wants trials and tribulations. Nobody wants to go through testing. If there's one thing I hate about school, it's test. I don't like test. Because the test will measure how much you have learned throughout the semester. They will measure and let you know where you're at in your knowledge. It makes you face the reality of where you are and of where you need to go, of how much you have left to grow, of how much you don't yet know. And so in the story here, the disciples' faith is being tested. Their faith is being tested. The text tells us that Jesus gets inside of the boat. And the disciples, they follow him. That's the first level of faith. The first level of faith has to do with following Jesus in obedience. It has to do with saying, God, I want to live for you. And so therefore, I'm going to commit my life to you. That's the first level of faith. All of us are there at that level. And the reason why I call that the first level of faith is because when you read the previous passage right before that, you ask yourself, why did they follow Jesus into the boat? And the reason why they followed him into the boat, if you read what comes before, is because Jesus, it says, when the crowds were around him, he told the disciples, let's go and cross to the other side. And the Bible specifically says, he gave them the orders, let's cross to the other side. And then we have a little passage that we all know about. The passage where Jesus, some disciples come to Jesus and tell him, Lord, I want to follow you. But let me go and bury my father. And eventually we're not told what happens with those disciples. But we can assume that they did not follow Jesus. Because they had other priorities. You see, but later it tells us Jesus gets into the boat. And his disciples... The ones that had put their faith in him. They did follow him. And that's the first level of faith. That's where many of us are at today. We're following him. Lord, we're living for you, God. God, I'm going to church. God, I'm doing what you're telling me. God, I'm tithing. I'm giving offerings. God, I'm living by the book. 
That's the first level of faith. But listen, that level is not the end of our faith. It's not the end of our relationship with God. That level of faith is just the beginning. You see, once we have decided to follow Jesus and go with him wherever he goes, that means that whether he steps into a boat or he's walking on land, we say, God, I'm going to follow you because I've decided and I've committed my life to you, Jesus. And that means that wherever you go, I'm going to go. That means that whatever your word tells me to do, I'm going to do. I might not understand it. I might not agree with it. It might be difficult to do, but I've decided to live for you, Jesus. And if your word tells me, then I'm going to do it. It's the first level of faith. But you see, once we've decided and chosen to follow Jesus, we've been given that measure of faith. That faith that we have is going to start being tested. Because now the Bible tells us that after they followed him into the boat, suddenly a storm came up on the lake. And the storm was so violent that it began to obviously just shake that boat and move that boat, that boat to the point where the disciples thought they were going to die. And we're talking about a few or a couple disciples in there that were fishermen experienced at sea. They knew, they knew how to maneuver a boat on at sea, on the water. And yet they were afraid for their lives. That tells me that this storm was not just a little thunderstorm. It was a great storm that threatened their lives. It was so great that the Bible tells us the waves were sweeping over the boat. And I can imagine the disciples trying to maneuver the boat and get it out of the storm. But apparently, it wasn't working. In the midst of all this, the Bible tells us, as they're in the middle of the storm, the waves coming over the boat, Jesus was sleeping. And you see, the second level of faith that we find ourselves in as we're living for Jesus Christ is the level of faith in which after we've decided to follow Jesus and we're living according to his word, can I get an amen? And we're coming to church, man, and we're trying to do our devotionals daily. God, and I'm trying to love my neighbor and I'm trying to be a good person and I'm trying, you know, to be kind in the midst of trying to live for him and following him and living by his word, the suddenlies of life come. And it's in the suddenlies of life that our faith is tested. That measure of faith that we have, the one that we have that allows us to follow Jesus, that faith is tested to show us where we're at. It's tested. And it reveals to us how much we trust, really trust in Him. Because the question is not, do I, do I trust? Jesus enough to follow him, to believe in him, to know that his word is true. No, I believe. That's why I'm here this morning. The question is, do I trust him enough 
in the midst of this trial and in this tribulation? Do I have enough confidence to know that what it actually says in this Bible can actually work out in my life? Come on, somebody. You see, and our faith begins to be tested because it's no longer about just our first steps in Jesus. It's no longer about our following him and being with him and living for him. Now it's something more serious. What do we do in our lives when trials and tribulations come? How do we respond to those things in our lives? When we face all kinds of tribulations, how do we react in our faith when we go through hardship and struggles? And the Bible tells us that the disciples, because they were afraid, they went to Jesus. And they sat and they woke him up and said, Jesus, save us. We're dying. But listen, when we read that, we normally think they were asking him for help because they knew that he could calm the storm. Right? Because otherwise, why would they wake him up? But the thing that bothers me about that about believing that they knew that he could actually calm the storm, is that in verse 27, it tells us that after Jesus calmed the storm, they were amazed. <laughs> they were surprised. And they asked themselves or each other, who is this man? That even the winds and the waves. So I have to come to the conclusion. That they did not wake him up and ask him for help. Because they knew that he could come to storm. Their faith wasn't that great. Because when Jesus wakes up, he says, why are you so afraid? You of little faith. Can I tell you what I believe? They woke him up because they needed an extra hand on board. <laughs> they were trying to take the water out. They were trying to row their way out. And 12 wasn't working. They needed 13 people. So at least they thought. And they woke him up. How is he sleeping? While all of us are here. Trying to get out of the storm. And we can't get out of it. If we don't get more help. We're going to die. We need one more rower. We need one more with a bucket. Taking water out. And they woke him up. Not because they had faith that he could calm the storm. But because they just needed an extra hand.
And our faith, listen to me, our faith is tested in our lives. When we go through the suddenlies of life, the unexpected situations of life that take us by surprise. And when we go through them, we have no idea in the midst of them that the God that we serve is capable of being able to deliver us from the middle of that situation that we're going through, no matter what it might be. And so the second thing that tests our faith is how it is that we respond to the trials and the tribulations that we face in our lives. Who do we go to? Who do we turn to? How do we respond to the situations? And when our faith is tested, if we know who God is, then we can go to him to save us and to help us to get us out of the situation. And I, I wish you guys were getting this this morning. And so they go to him with little faith. But at least they have some faith. And I don't know where you're at in your life this morning. You might not have great faith. I don't have great faith. But I know I have some faith. That some faith is enough to know that as long as Jesus is with me on board, that as long as I'm walking and following Jesus in the way he's asked for me to live by his word, that all things will be okay. And so, as your faith is being tested, one of the things that will help you develop that faith is going to Jesus in the midst of it. Instead of going to try and resolve the situations in other ways, can I suggest this morning that you go to Jesus in prayer, that you go to him in the word, and you say, God, I don't know what to do in the middle of this situation. I don't know what to do in the middle of this trial. I don't know how to get out of it. I don't even know if I might come out of it in one piece. God, but I trust you. I know that you are capable of being able to do something. I don't know what it is, but I know you can do something. I don't know how you can save me, but I know you can save me. When our faith is tested, we should learn to go to Jesus, even if we might not completely know how he can help us. I don't always know how God's going to take me out of a situation. In fact, can I tell you something? I don't even sometimes know if God is ever going to deliver me out of certain situations. I don't know if sometimes God is just simply going to give me the peace I need to be able to stay within the situation. I don't know if it's sometimes in the midst of tribulations and trials, just God is going to give me the strength I need to persevere in the midst of them. You see, it might be that God can rescue me and do a miracle and calm the storm. Praise the Lord for those types of miracles. Praise the Lord that sometimes when we're going through a situation, God will take you out of it and deliver you from it. 
But sometimes God's not going to do that. So I might not know how God will always help me. But my little faith tells me I know he can do something. Do I have anybody here this morning that has a, at least a little faith? Come on. If you got a little faith, there's something to work with right there. So eventually, the Bible tells us that Jesus gets up and he speaks to the wind. And he speaks to the rain. And he rebukes them. He says, wind, I rebuke you. Tells to the waves, waves, I rebuke you. And when he spoke to the winds and the waves, they calmed down. And that's awesome that Jesus can do that. But that's not the moral of the story. Because Matthew tells us that the disciples were amazed. <laughs> and they asked themselves, who is this man who even the winds and the waves obey? And I don't know if you've ever asked yourself that question in the middle of trials and tribulations when you've cried out to God and God has come to your rescue. And you didn't know that God could deliver you in the way he did. But he did. And the way he did it. Not the way I expected. But he did it. And at the end of the day when I look back I'm amazed. And I say God. Who is. Who are you. I don't even know you God. And yet you still. Do awesome. You still amaze me. The last level of faith is a level of faith that has a correlation with our knowledge. I believe that our faith is closely tied to what we know about God. I'm going to explain that. You see, until that point, the disciples had been walking with Jesus and following him. And they had seen him do miracles. Read, read Matthew. Chapters before. He had done miracles. They, they were walking with him. It says, and Jesus was doing all types of miracles. Casting out demons. They saw him cast out demons. They saw him heal the sick. They had not seen him calm the storm. They had seen him have power over the demonic forces. They saw him have power over sickness. They had not seen him have power over nature. They did not know. And so now, listen, let me close this. And so now, Jesus comes a storm. They had no idea he was going to do that. No idea. And they were amazed. Who is this man that even the winds and the waves obey? 
And can I tell you something? That once they had experienced that and seen how God had delivered them and seen how even the waves and the winds had obeyed him and seen him have dominion and control and power over nature, their faith grew. Because now they knew something that they didn't know before. So listen, you might be like, Pastor, prove that. Well, later on in Matthew, it tells us that Jesus sends his disciples on the boat and he stays praying. And as they're on the boat in the middle of the lake, it says the winds were resisting the direction of the boat and the waves were hitting the boat all over the place. And Jesus, as they were doing this, it happened at night while the sun was coming up. Obviously all night they were, they've been in the storm or in the midst of the wind, waves hitting the boat all night. They've probably been struggling, trying to maneuver, getting out of the boat. Jesus wasn't in there. And the Bible tells us Jesus starts walking on the water towards them. And they see him and listen now, they became afraid. Not because of the winds. Not because of the waves. They already passed that test. Their faith was already stronger. You see, the winds and the waves were no longer an issue. It was that they thought that they saw a ghost that made them afraid now. That's what got them afraid. And Jesus tells them, don't be afraid, it is me. And listen, I want you to see this, how faith grows. Peter says, Lord, if it is you, bid me to come to you. And Jesus said, come. They didn't say, Jesus, if it's you, come the storm. Like you did before. Man, they were all night in the midst of the storm. They weren't afraid of it no longer. They knew. That the storm will not bring them down. Their level of faith had grown. And now their faith was at another level. Now their faith was able to take Peter out of the boat in the midst of the wind and the waves and the storm and walk on the water. And the Bible tells us when Peter looked to the side, he saw the winds. He put his focus on the wind and on the waves. And that's when he began to sink. And Jesus picks them up and says, you have little faith. But it was no longer because they were afraid of the storm in the boat. It was a different level of faith. And so their faith had and had developed. And it was challenged at a different level. So I came to tell you this morning that your faith is simply just being tested. You see, the storm that you're passing and going through right now is just a testing of your faith. It's a testing of your faith that once you get past it, I don't know how it is that you'll get past it. I don't know how it is that God's going to deliver you from it. But once you get past it, your faith will have gotten a little bit stronger. And then you can go again through other storms in the boat and not be afraid. 
when you go through the same trial and tribulation again, you won't be afraid because you know that the God that delivered you from the other one can deliver you from this one. And so your faith is getting stronger. It's growing and it's developing. It's maturing you and it's growing you. but other trials get ready get ready because other trials and tribulations at other levels will come they will come but what you need to know is this that you don't need to fully know God to fully trust God You don't need to fully know him to trust him. Yes, as I grow in my knowledge of God, my faith and my trust in him gets stronger because now I know that when I go through a sickness, God can be my healer. And when I go through some sort of bondage in my life, God can be my deliverer. And when I go through some sort of need in my life, I can learn that he is my provider as I grow in my knowledge of God my faith gets stronger my trust and my confidence in him gets stronger but even even if I already know him as my healer and I know him as my provider and I know him as my deliverer there are things or ways in which I still don't know him yet because he is that big he is that big and as I go through those other situations in my life I don't have to fully know how, who, how God is and who he is in those situations to be able to trust that he can deliver me from them because I know that he is so big and so great that he can do all things there's nothing impossible for your God it doesn't matter if you've never been through that situation it doesn't matter if you've never experienced God in the middle of that trial your God is so much bigger than what you know and all you have to do is trust that if he got you out of one he can get you out of the other one your faith turn to somebody and tell them don't be afraid your faith is being tested don't, don't be afraid so, everything's gonna be alright this is just a test Woo! what you're going through is just a test you're gonna get past it you're gonna cross over to the other side you're going to make it across. This is not the end of you. This problem will not finish you. There's more in God. Hallelujah. Well, I love you guys. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Let's close this and let's finish this. 
Lift your hands right there where you're at. Just lift your hands right there. Say, God, help me to trust you. Help me to trust you in the midst of this test. Help me to persevere in the midst of this storm. Help me to hold on. I just, if I can just hold on, if I can just hang on, if I can just believe, I know that you will bring me across to the other side. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Come on, worship. Come on. Come on. Just continue to praise God. Lift your hands and praise. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those who give. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you did, please subscribe, share, take a screenshot, tag us, and I'll see you next time.